Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I think Conference Championship Saturdays stink. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's no pageantry that feels like a college campus or the game. It just feels like a total complete money grab. College football does not care that it takes four hours long. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Host of Nothing Personal Podcast, David Sampson. Coming up, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. And now... Now, it's Rich Eisen. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Start, what Here if I started every hour of the show like Dak starts every play? <laughs> what if I What if I did that? What if in changing topics, before changing topics in the middle of nice, a segment, every nice. time I go, here we go. Now, I know, TJ, you said he's been doing that, but it was really the first time last week where you could hear it. Every no, season. no, I've been hearing it all. No, I'll even pointed it out. Oh, really? I, but, oh, no, you oh. can hear it because... Because they are oh, they, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving no, no, no. game. I'm, and, I'm telling you yeah. all I mean, here. It's just like oh. last, last two weeks, people have just here been coming. Here we go. Here we go. Someone even made a song. I'm going to try. I got to get it. Can, they, they really, you can make a song? Someone made a song out of, like, they made a song and they put With him, his canes in, yeah. into the song. I'll find it for you guys. Here we go. It's to get the line ready. It's got everybody set. It's working. Like, He's MVP right now, you know, right? The, the Mahomes 180 and, you know, all those cadences don't. They they go in one ear and out the other, but every time he goes, here we go. That's when you know you get ready. I, here we go. I, it's just it's enough though. What do you mean it's enough? Well, so oh, the Cowboys are cooking. You hear it like eighty times a game. So, well, then so keep many. our offense off the field. So many. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There he is. <laughs> oh my God! It's so loud. Could it's you like, imagine we started every segment that way? I started yesterday's show like that, or just every time one of us starts talking. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Rich. What do you think about uh? Hey, don't 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 put it out there because I'll do it. No, <laughs> God, please don't. I get enough of it. You're good. Sunday night. Oh, baby. Sunday night. I can't let's wait. see how Earth responds to that. Yeah, they, Earth will not respond well. <laughs> no, Earth no, is no. not into that. Earth. Here we go. Earth, just start paying attention. It's been going on. You know. You guys just, <laughs> here we go. It was really prominent in, in the Thanksgiving game is when it went. And I was oh like, my gosh. Last wow. week, it was so bad on Thursday. So uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic is going to join us shortly on the program. He had a chat with James Harden who spilled some tea about mm-hmm. what happened with him and the Sixers and Daryl Morey and the the breakup of that bromance, um, and he'll be joining us. Now, you guys, you in particular, Chris, have been caping 
for the in-season NBA basketball. I have. You've been talking about great. I, I think it's been a great idea. Do you still feel the same way? No, it's terrible. Now <laughs> that we saw. I think it's a waste of time for the, everyone. The uh, coming out party <laughs> for Tyrese Halliburton. Now, he's been in this league since the 2021 draft, right? Yeah, I mean, he left Iowa. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. And um, and it was his first time on TNT, apparently, last really? night. Really? Yeah. I think I heard that. Man. I think I heard that story. And then he He's... triple doubles, his first career triple double, including that surprised a four-point play. Uh, that was – didn't agree with that call. And everybody <laughs> going nuts in Indiana, in Indianapolis, they loved it. They bounced the Celtics. Now – where you know is that on your record now that the Celtics got one and done? They got knocked out. They were the first team to get knocked out in a knockout round of an in-season NBA tournament. That's now I don't know. forever going to be on on Joe Missoula's record. <laughs> it was funny to me. People trying to to use that to say that like Tatum can't win a big game, <laughs> and I was like, really? Did no, you forget? Know, but you're the you one talking the it 50 up. piece in game seven. I, I do like that the players are into it. And I've said this before. That game last night was intense. And you could see it really mattered yes. to both sides. And even in, in the night the, game. The Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans bouncing and Kings. the Kings. Like, it really mattered to the players. And I think right. because of that, it should matter to us. And, and that is 100% spot on because I love it when people come up talking about us because you know it is about us around here that's <laughs> yeah. the best thing about us <laughs> and the worst thing about us is mike del tufo yeah, doing his think. banking when it's time for him to listen to us and the drop was there <laughs> the drop was there i'm talking about what's the best thing about us mike the best thing about <laughs> us though is it's about us <laughs> I wasn't doing banking. What no, whatever, you, what whatever. What 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 it wasn't your what job. You whatever you were doing was not your job. Your friend spotted a whale off the coast. I'm not going to lie. Can you believe it? What does that matter? They sent you a picture of a whale. I think you just hear, like, when we go into, like, deep sports talk, he's just like, well, I'm not going to be involved in this. Certainly it's the NBA. I'm out of here. Oh, there's a whale. Oh, Oh, my God. No, it came up. What the hell? So here we, the, the thing, here we go. Here we go. The best thing yeah, I like to hear about us is like you guys look like you're having fun, and it makes me, you know, feel like it's fun. And sure. you, we you feel that. And, and this so, morning. so yes, yeah. it, it it is true. So you're watching these guys. It means much to them. It should mean much to us, and that definitely comes through. And what the NBA wanted to do with this construct is to make games like, hey, Suns Lakers on December fifth. Would have just been, ah, you know, well, it's maybe, nice to see yeah, what they're I'll like. Tune in, you know, yeah. can the Lakers start shooting the ball better? Because right. then maybe we can start feeling better about their chances four months from now. Yeah, what's you know the what rotation? I mean? Is Reeves getting more involved? Right. What's going like, on with okay. the Suns and all that business? But tonight, there's something more on the line, and we're talking about it. Yep. And that is exactly what they wanted. They wanted these games to have a certain. Uh, significance and level of import that one would think game 22 of an NBA regular season would not normally have for the players, for the viewers, for the, for the league. And, totally. and so totally. check that box, man, check it. Totally. Cause they nailed it. They've gotten it. And then we'll see what happened. And I know I had my fun uh, when it first came out, Hey, 
the uh, semifinals. Good luck. It's in Vegas on the night the Patriots play the Steelers. <laughs> and now here we are. And it's Zappy <laughs> versus Trubisky. Yeah, and there's going to be, you know. Might be 10-7. Who knows? Throwing it out there. So but they better that, hope. that's why you go yeah. for it. Even in the NBA, you're not yeah. going to sit there and go, well, you know, hey, there's a Monday night game between uh, Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Why, why do we want to send the first night of the knockout rounds out there? Well, Tyrese Halliburton had, had a hell of a night mm-hmm. and uh, proved again. Like I said earlier in hour number one, Brock Purdy's not the only Iowa State guy killing it right now at the <laughs> next level. He's killing it. They both have a shot at MVP. I mean. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But not when your team gets knocked out. No, waste of time. I wish they didn't, I wish they didn't do <laughs> it. Good one. Uh, the Knicks doing here. Not sure Knicks, what we're doing here. The Knicks are taking on the Bucks tonight. So, uh, <laughs> hey, what's going on in the sphere for Dolan, huh? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. They should play that game in the sphere. The final. Uh, you've been in the sphere, right? Is it big yeah. enough for a basketball game? 100%. For a basketball game? Yeah. 100%. Really? Really? Everybody be on one oh, side man. looking at the court. Imagine the finals next year in the sphere. It should be like three games oh, in a bubble. Totally well, I mean, it's just totally to, cool. Just to take us back. And what would you us. put? What would you put in the background? What would the you game? put in the back? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it'd be a little distracting if you're shooting towards the, uh, you know, I don't know, fans on Zoom. I don't, I don't want to go back to the wow. uh, the COVID years. Wow, cardboard cuts. But no, thank you. I make it like a New York City, like a Rucker Park background. I don't know. But it's, it's coming. At it's any rate, uh, Sam Amick's about to join us. We'll talk about all that stuff. So I've got a top five. One, two, three, four, five. It is the top five teams that can crash the playoff party. Okay. Wait for it. Hold on a second. Here we go. High <laughs> five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. <laughs> what if I did, in fact, <laughs> transition on this you. program every day. time with Dax? Here we go. We should do it for one whole day and just see how no, it goes. No, no, we shouldn't. One whole, I'm hour? already sick of it. <laughs> and I love Dax. Dak's going to the playoffs. We are going to hear a big game in January with about 60 to 80. Here we go. Here we go. Right. <laughs> These are teams that are on the year. periphery <laughs> of the race. Either they're currently barely in a spot or they are sniffing it. Sniffing it. Right now, entering week 14 of the National Football League. Here are the top five teams that can crash the playoff party. Number five, they are your Super Bowl champions from a couple years ago and the guys in our studio who love to sell their tickets for this game <laughs> to somebody else coming into SoFi Stadium to root against the Rams. That's what you do. Oh, I gave two of my only games away Rams. Fa- I vet who buys my tickets. But the Los Angeles <laughs> Rams guys are proving they are. your fandom is required to let everyone know whose house it is. Rams, Rams house. house. Hey man, this Kyron Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Is he is he first round Dude, fantasy next, next year? Next year, right? I mean, if you were smart enough to snag him in your waiver wire a couple oh, of weeks ago, you are going to be a winner, I think. And I'm sure people dropped him when he got hurt. Yep, they hey, have. this Rams team, Stafford finds Cup and Nakua, and you know, you know, Robinson started scoring touchdowns for him. You know, I mean, th- this guy, um, Sean McVay is dialing it up. And Aaron Donald still plays football. And the young guys on this defense are balling out. And the Rams, you know, they've got a tough game in Baltimore. And then they're home for Washington, home for New Orleans, at the Giants. 
and then a game at San Francisco to wrap things up. Maybe the Niners are, are, are sitting people? I don't know. I don't know. They might want to spit their last week 18 breath at the Rams if it's to make the playoffs. Right. So I think they can make a they crash the party and maybe make a run. Number four on the list, not going to quit on them, even though they just lost and Russ threw a, uh, a pick in the end zone to wrap up their loss to the Texans. I, I still think the Broncos can crash this playoff party. Oh, you do, huh? I do. I think the Broncos have the defense to do it. I think they need to get their running game going a little bit. And every single time you think their passing game is totally out, uh, Russell just ballooned one up to Cortland Sutton, and he'll catch it. He did it again in Houston this past week. So Denver's remaining schedule, they're at the Chargers. I, I think that's a winnable game for Denver for sure. And then they're at Detroit, yeah, which is a, a big night game on Saturday night on NFL Network. They're on Christmas Eve against the New England Patriots. They're home for the Chargers, and they're at Vegas. I think they can finish up strong and crash the playoff party here. Certainly if the Steelers and Browns keep losing. Number three on this list are the Houston Texans. I think they're going to wind up in this in this playoff spot. And I know you said an overreaction Monday on Tuesday earlier, maybe as the AFC South champions, if C.J. Beathard needs to play an extended amount of time and does not perform maybe. up to snuff with Trevor Lawrence out with a high ankle sprain for who knows how long. How good is Willie Anderson, by the way? I think that trade was worth it. Dude, <laughs> a million percent. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not getting Will Anderson with their pick in this upcoming draft. No, Go up and get him. No I way. love the aggressiveness. When no you way. see somebody you think is a difference maker and can make your, head, your new head coach uh, look good in year one, Hell yeah. My only problem for them is this. My question for you is this. When Damian Pierce is trying to get a one-yard touchdown and is a mosh pit, what the hell are you putting Tank Dell in the play for to try and Bingo. block on the one-yard line? 150 pounds. And I know this yeah. is totally 2020 hindsight because he broke his leg on that play and he's out for the rest of the season. What the hell? Yeah. Was why is he even in there? I couldn't believe when he when they when they're like someone's down, and it was Tank Dell. I'm like, wait a minute, he was in on that play? He was blocking on that play? What the hell was that for? I'm with you. And that is also very fantasy related. Just yeah. kind of get that off my chest. And just a bummer because he's been no, such a breakout uh, star this year. I, I said sure, that man. kind of you know yeah. facetiously. Yeah. Uh, I still think he should be uh, on the podium for offensive rookie of the year. As a three, is, is one of the three finals. dynamite this year. Okay, number two on the list are the Green Bay Packers. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And and even, Chris, you had an overreaction Monday subject today that they're going to win a playoff game. Feels like it. I said this yesterday on Monday's show to Chris Long. I said to him, hey, dynamite pass rush, quarterback who is playing at a high level, a run game that can get you the yards, a head coach who knows how to do it, and he's deep in his bag. An offensive line that can protect. That sounds like a playoff team to you, doesn't it? And one that can win in the playoffs. That's the Green Bay Packers right now. Watch. You know, they'll take a stumble in, against the Giants because the Giants, you never know what's going to happen with them. Hmm. So well, DeVito's that, starting this week. Yeah, that Tommy said, though, I think yeah. Green Bay is, is going to crash the party here. And number one, I'm not quitting them. I refuse to quit them. I won't quit them. They are... Number one on the team that can crash the playoff party, and they are the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. They've got the best quarterback in this mix right now. They have coming off a bye. 
They've got one of the best receivers in the game coming out of this mix. I love what Dalton Kincaid is growing into. The run game is beginning to blossom. What they did in Philadelphia, damn, they just made those mistakes that came up to roost on them. And they've got a tough game, clearly, in Kansas City with the Chiefs coming off of that loss. You don't want to face them coming off a loss. They are ornery. That's what exactly happened in Germany against Miami. They're going to treat that game just like this one. But I still believe, despite them being 11th in the AFC at 6-6, six and six, they have the stuff and I think they've figured out what's going on with their offense. They're number one on this list. You think we need one more? I will give you one more. All right, we'll get one yes, more. Yes, indeed. I had a, a an either-or depending on last night's result. And last night's result hit. And I'm not saying... You got to do clearly it. Clearly, we didn't see Einstein in the commercial, so I'm not I'm not running an okadil oh, on you. Thank goodness. Hey, the Bengals. Uh, I mean, that again, the tie breaks Why are not, not? going not? in their direction. But they're not going in their direction. They are 0-4 in division, 2-6 and 6 in conference. That is terrible. But they looked like the part. They looked like the part on both sides of the ball. They looked like that tough team because Jake Browning was doing Burrow-like stuff. And if I have the number one team on this list, a 6-6 six and six team that's 11th in the AFC because they've lost a game to Cincinnati. I got to put Cincinnati in as a one more to see what they can do. Brilliant! I believe so. They are not the other one. They are not completely. They're not. They are still in this mix. And that is my top five plus one teams that can crash the playoff party. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Sam Amick of The Athletic. He talked to James Harden. And I'm going to ask him the question, who is James Harden? I don't know who he is. Because that was the conversation that Sam said to James at one point, you know, people don't know who you are. And he goes, you're right. People don't know who I am. And I'm one of those people. I do not know who he is. He also said in this conversation at one point that he sensed something was different than previous years because Maury wasn't reaching out to him to try and work something out or figure something out. Maury came back and said, that's because, you know, he's been popped for draft choices, for talking to potential free agents. And Harden's like, I'm very intelligent. I, I, I could see through it. You know, when people say they're very intelligent, I want to know who you are. Who, who are you? <laughs> who is James Harden? I have no idea. Okay. In the meantime, let's take a commercial break because Susie dropped off some donuts, and I know some of you guys want to get back in there. <laughs> we already had them. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's why I said get back in there. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. 
And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. So as I scroll through X, um, Twitter. All right. And I see the ads for people who have advertised. I guess they have not gone and got F wide, right? <laughs> they're right? not. They're not F wying themselves. I'll just say this to you: yet. if I'm if I'm advertising somewhere, if we ever if we ever decide to put Rich Eisen um, billboards or wherever, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, or sure, if, sure. if if the um, if our company, you know, decides to put advertising somewhere and that person tells everyone to go f themselves i would take that as as an indication i should do so yes i would stop i would not advertise with them correct and but i'm still on it you know i'm still on it because because it's where the news is well i mean it still is a little bit not 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 too much anymore you know it's also still great for live sports hey rich you were talking about the sphere 2024 NHL draft will be held in the Sphere in oh, cool. Las Vegas. That's great. The yeah. NFL draft, that would be cool. Too. They should just keep it there. No. The NFL draft is an outside event now. You know where the NFL draft is not going? Sphere. I would think in just in a, it's to a James Dolan place. True. Because the reason why it's That's traveling true. is because James Dolan's That's place... <laughs> Once upon a time, told That's the right. NFL your date is That's no longer right. available, and they wound up drafting on a Mother's Day weekend, and everyone was livid about That's it. True. And then the reason why it wasn't available was some Easter Special. extravaganza in That's Radio City Music Hall that got canceled, and so the place was empty anyway on the weekend the NFL wanted it, and it was That's already in the right. middle of May, and, the, and that's when the NFL's like, let's see where else we can go. <laughs> that's true. So, so it would be ironic if it wound up in a Dolan house. Maybe it will. I don't know. Stranger, strange things happen. But the NHL, too, salute. That'll be a fun yeah. night, I'm sure. That great place. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, I'm sitting on the Rich Eisen Show radio network at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. He is the senior writer of uh, basketball NBA coverage for The Athletic, and he spoke one-on-one with uh, none other than James Harden, one of the many reasons we're saying hello right now to Sam Amick back on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Sam? Hi, Rich. Doing great. Thanks for having me, sir. You a bit, you bet. Um, do you change your background um, when it's the in-season tournament? 
um, or or is it just the same for you? Nice. Are you getting into that? Are you are you accusing my blue paint of being gaudy and hard no, to No, no, it like looks like it actually no, it actually looks like an in-season tournament uh, NBA construct, which is why I thought of it. It's like this big, you know, huge like bowling alley of different colors right down the sure. middle of the court. It looks like no, you're getting this into is it. It's the regular background, although okay. if you you do have old school NBA courts in the back. We got the forum right here. Is that that's is that I like it. It's Kareem with Wilt. Look at uh, that. Bucks Kareem. And look at and that. So you you got your elliptical. Look at that. You're, I was gonna say now we're getting in the weeds. The <laughs> is that's the product of it's the holidays and there's a lot of presents that that okay. that restricted me from moving the elliptical like I normally would. So you now have to deal with that visual. Okay. Uh, no, it's great. And by the way, kudos to you, because if that was in my uh, office, it would be used as a, uh, a rack for uh, dry cleaning. That's just returned to the house. <laughs> so at least you're using it, Sam. It's impressive. I'm trying, buddy. I'm Good trying. for you. Good for you. Uh, so let me just jump into it. I, I think the in-season uh, tournament is doing what it, what it was supposed to do, which is get some real intensity to some late November, early December games, some attention as well. And yeah. have the players go, uh, you know, all out like it is a, a playoff a game. Sam, would you, would you say that that is what is happening with the NBA right now? Yeah, I would. It's funny. It, it feels very strange, admittedly, to be so positive on the in-season tournament. And I will actually share with you too, Rich, before jumping on your program, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Howard Beck from The Ringer, yes. who says hello. Uh, we were chatting about being two of the more kind of uh, long tenured NBA writers and how we almost have to make sure that we are, we are using proper cynicism in re- regards to stuff <laughs> that the league does. And and I was admitting, man, I'm, I'm about to write my third puff piece about how great the tournament is uh, on the athletic tomorrow, because I have enjoyed it. And, and I'm responding like you kind of alluded to, to the players and the way they're reacting to it. You know, I was at the Kings Pelicans game last night um, great environment. Fans were, were wild. Players are into it. Zion Williamson, this is a little hyperbolic, and, and I understand he didn't play at Duke all that much, but to hear Zion after the game literally say it was close to Duke, it was close to being at Cameron, I thought was a hell of a statement. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think mission accomplished to this point. Yeah, I thought it, I, I thought I saw the same quote too, Sam. I thought maybe a shoe had exploded, but that didn't happen last night. So, <laughs> but, but why do you think? Um, the players are into it. It, it. Is it just the? It's not the money, is it? I mean, a lot of these guys are incredibly wealthy, or they want maybe want to win it for uh, other members of the staff and other members of the roster who don't make that cash. I don't. I don't know. Why do you think it is resonating with the players? I think it's a. It's kind of a, a buffet of reasons. Um, the money does matter. Um, I, I looked at this the other day. You know, I don't know what percentage. I would love to have the figure on what percentage of the league makes less than $5 million a year? And the point is that 500 grand to that type of an athlete is a hell of a raise. You know what I mean? Like league minimum is 1.1 million. So all those guys on league minimum, uh, and, and when I wrote about this, I was focusing on the Warriors. Trace Jackson Davis, second round pick for the Warriors is, is a league minimum guy. Um, I guarantee you he's a little bummed that he didn't, you know, add that, that you know, to his salary. Money matters. The Vegas thing is a just a very desirable destination for NBA players. I actually last night chatted with CJ McCollum, who is the president, as you know, of mm-hmm. the players union on the Pelicans. And, and he highlighted the the destination and the city as being, you know, a big thumbs up from the player community. 
Um, from there, and now I'm, I'm trying to kind of psychoanalyze these guys a little bit. Part of me wonders if uh, over these past couple of years, as load management has been such a focus and a conversation, if maybe we underestimated how many players were ready for the league to just play ball again, meaning like for, for everybody to come out and, and play every night. And, and the player participation policy now obviously is is compelling guys to sit out less um, because it, it feels like they're enjoying it. And it feels like they're very comfortable having playoff style games in late November and early December. I love that, Sam, because I was you know driving to work today and I heard J.J. Redick on my, my friend DP's show saying how you don't have to really give the, these 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 I guess competition junkies in the NBA uh, these players who love the competition much of an excuse to get out of bed and play basketball and right. I thought to myself my first thought was like really because load management sometimes some of these you know all world players are just sitting there in their street clothes with a huge game on the line that would normally would think they would want to play in because it's against elite competition that we in the sports world, whether you're fans or you're in the media, use as a measuring stick for your chances to win it all, and they're just sitting there, you know. And and yeah. and so I I think this is awesome in that respect, you know. Yeah, and you can see it, you know what I mean. And and the role players who we don't talk to as much in terms of the national media uh, or focus on, you know, last night Jose Alvarado is it's so entertaining. He's doing his whole backdoor steal thing and in, in the backcourt where he's he's doing the extra stuff that he might do in the postseason. Herb Jones, all these kind of no-name guys having big games. Um, the guys seem to be into it. Uh, it is working. You know, we'll see. You know, I mentioned Beck earlier. He His piece on the ringer asked the question of, is the novelty going to wear off next year? Who knows? We shall see. Uh, but so far, it's it's been fun. Sam Amick here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then, of course, uh, one last one on this. Tyrese Halliburton yeah. um, is, is a guy who is so good, and he's so terrific. And then, of course, he gets lost – amongst a lot of other NBA stars, of which he is clearly one. Um, you know, want to walk people through who this kid is and what he's doing in Indianapolis and, and how sustainable you think it is for the Pacers right now, Sam? So much fun. Um, now, listen, as you know, I think I'm based near Sacramento. So mm-hmm. I'm in the press room pregame of the Kings-Pelicans game watching former King Tyrese Halliburton go bonkers in Indiana, and and really to this point, the trade that sent Tyrese to Indiana brought Demonis Sabonis to Sacramento has been widely seen as a win-win, and it certainly still is. Um, but man, Halliburton just keeps getting better. Uh, and to your point too, the Pacers are just a team that they don't get any national TV shine. Uh, they're fun, they're exciting, they're on pace to set another uh, offensive mark for scoring the way the Kings did last year. Ironically. Uh, and the dude is, uh, he's a five tool player, so to speak, doesn't hit the glass. Like his teammates gave him a hard time about last night. It was his first triple double, but, um, he, he's fun to watch. And I think to me, he has a little bit, and, and I don't want to, this is not, uh, make sure I land this point. I'm not putting him in a sentence with Steph Curry, but Steph Curry has always resonated with fans because he's very relatable. He just looks like a guy yeah. and Tyrese just looks like a guy that you could see at the park. And then you see him lighten an NBA team up, and it's fun to watch. Sam Amick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get to your conversation with James Harden. Um, and don't take this in any way, shape, or form as an, um, a slight. It's not a backhanded way of getting into the conversation, Sam. Why Why? Why did you get this conversation with him? Because he, he could choose pretty much anybody, to be straight up. 
and um, everybody's been wanting to ask him the questions you did. So can you walk me through how this conversation happened, if you don't mind? Yeah, no question. Um, I'm a bit of an old school reporter when it comes to, I, you know, I, I go to a ton of games and you, you certainly get to know these guys along the way. I've covered James since going back to the OKC days. It's funny because I feel like I've always gotten along with him, but he's not the kind of guy that frequently sits down and opens up to the media. Uh, this was the first time he and I had this extensive of an on-record conversation. Um, but the vibe, generally speaking, has been pretty positive. If you go back to training camp, in the middle of his saga with the Sixers, uh, I decided to go back to Fort Collins, Colorado, and cover this story closely. Uh, you know, wrote a number of stories from there, and from a reporting standpoint, uh, was on top of the situation. Attempted to connect with James in Fort Collins, but he was certainly in shutdown mode and, and wasn't uh, in the mood to, to be sharing his kind of innermost thoughts. Uh, fast forward to the Clippers visit to Northern California. They come through Sacramento. You know, the dust has settled a bit on the Sixers situation. He's well aware um, that I had kind of attempted to be all over it and, and like always be fair to both sides. Um Put a bug in his ear when he came through sack that, hey, if I go ahead and make the drive down to San Francisco, uh, would you be willing to spend a few minutes after the game unpacking uh, everything that we've seen in the past couple months? And to his credit, you know, he followed through. I, I connected with him in the locker room after the game. Uh, like I wrote in the lead, it was it was funny. We kind of left the locker room. He goes into a secondary room. There's food uh, for the players. And I was a little confused as to why. He walked in the room and then wasn't doing anything. And, and that's when he kind of joked that that he was hungry and, and didn't like the look of the food mm. and, and headed toward the team bus. Um, but, yeah, he was obviously pretty candid. Is that uh, going to be the food going to be a, a, a trade demand reason now, Sam? Is that, <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, um, okay. So let me ask. Let's Let's take it one piece at a time. Does James have a team? of people where he sits down and he says, Hey, I like Sam. Sam asked me to unpack this stuff. Should I do it? Or does he just do it himself? Cause obviously he's got to know when this stuff gets out, it's just going to be another churning of the storyline unless he wanted to get stuff out that hadn't been out yet. And he now felt comfortable being in Los Angeles maybe you know winning uh, a game against the warriors i don't know if this is the, the exact timeline but he feels now comfortable to do this stuff does he have somebody um, on his team like that sam he does this was not a, a, an arranged thing my my sense for sure is okay. that this I mean, james is his own guy okay. um, and even his his own agents you know mike silverman troy payne and brandon greer um the guys who he's worked with for uh, some time now will be the first to tell you that he's his own guy um you know, they certainly, I, I gave him a heads up in advance of the interview being published just sure. so it didn't come off guard. But this was his choice. Um, I think also that once we started chatting, if if the conversation doesn't go anywhere, then it might fall flat quickly. I think, you know, I, admittedly, I enjoyed the hell out of the talk because there were a number of unanswered questions that that uh, I'm a sucker for for finding a way to get to the athlete and give them a chance to help the public understand why they did things that they did for better or worse. And, you know, once we went down a few of those roads, I think he, he seemed anyway to agree that it was worth 
sharing and exploring a bit as to you know what he was thinking at the time all right so you learned what i know i know but i'd love for you to be the one to tell this story here what did you learn well so we already knew uh in relation to the length of time that it took for him to get traded uh we knew he was frustrated by how long it took and he had told people from the nba during their investigation when they looked into his comments toward daryl morey calling him a liar when he was in china he indicated to league investigators that the liar accusation was specifically in relation to being told that he'd be traded quickly. And then he was not now. So we already kind of knew that, but I did find it interesting that to hear him put a detail on it, that he had been told uh, in his opinion, is his side uh, 10 days that it was going to be 10 days that he would be gone. That, you know, I think as far as understanding behind the scenes, uh, how he saw the situation, that was revelatory. Um, now, listen, the, the the subplot with Houston is certainly, uh, I think, a bit sensitive where, you know, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN multiple times had talked openly about the message that James sent to the Rockets in a meeting in advance of free agency. Um, and so when he said it, in my mind, it was just when, when James talked about that meeting, it was uh, not – it didn't, the alarm bells didn't go off because it was all public knowledge, but it is certainly something different to have him share uh, the details of that meeting where what he wanted to get across was, and I'm paraphrasing, but no, the, the claim that I went in there and acted like I was going to be the league scoring champ again and, and that that's what turned the Rockets off, he disagrees with because he says, A, where's the personnel on their team for that? That makes no sense that I would say that. And then B, and I actually agree with him here. If you look at his past couple of years, how has he attempted to play the game? He has been a playmaker. He's led uh, the league in assists last season. He's been above 10 assists per game the last three seasons, I believe. And so, you know, basketball wise, that was his argument was uh, that that's not why the Rockets came off of him. And I tend to agree with him. I actually think Ime Udoka just was very more interested in, and determined to have a younger group that he could build with and be different identity wise than a James Harden. Um, but those two things I think come to mind most. So uh, when he said Maury was a liar, it wasn't because Maury <clears throat> promised him a max contract and didn't give it to him. It was about that. He was going to be traded. And he it was, wasn't- I mean, I think his, his anger and his frustration towards Daryl is certainly related to both. Um, I don't admittedly understand his motivation for, focusing specifically on the timing of the trade in, in relation to the liar comment. Um, I do think as far as like, you know, you saw, I asked him, when did Daryl tell you that you, you were going to get a max? And what's fascinating about the way he worded it was he said, and I think I have this right, that the only time that matters or or the time that matters was, and then he detailed a time. And I took it as, oh, interesting. So it might've happened previously but you just you don't you're not going to talk about those other instances you're going to just say that the most recent one was before the playoffs this past season um but you know yeah that one is one where i'm still uh, a bit confused about uh, how he played it and then you know the exchange you guys had at the end again this is sam amick of the athletic and everyone should seek out the interview and you 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 wrote it and you said you you cut down stuff for i guess what you say brevity as well as just um 
just putting it out. It's pretty much I'm almost. To, I'll be honest, that's a stock line. This okay. particular one, this was this was the conversation. Pretty I mean, much verbatim was, here. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. he he said a lot of people don't understand and know that about me, being that he's strategic and he thinks before he reacts. He goes, a lot of people don't understand and know that about me, which is fine. You say people don't know you, James. You know that. He says they don't know me at all, and I'm fine with that, which I, I probably think he's he's not really fine with that. So who is he? You know what I mean? Like, because he, he's he's such an entertaining player to see, and he's also a guy that may go into the Hall of Fame. Well, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame, but he may go into the Hall of Fame, you know, ringless, and with a litany of teams that he used to be on that spent, you know, a lot of them Maury, you know, associated that gave up so much for him to bring him in only to just be done with him at some point. And then, you know, he shows up in Los Angeles, refers to himself as a system. Um, and it, 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 again, it's just, I don't know who he is. So who is he, Sam? What do you got for me? Uh, I mean, to that question, Rich, like when I said people don't know you, it's a funny thing to say because I don't know James. I know <laughs> a little more than most media, but not much. And, and, and the insight I think that I was kind of being driven by there was that when you talk to people who do know him extremely well, they actually highlight the fact that d- does he care about what the public thinks? He's human, of course, to some degree. I'm sure he does. But he is wired differently. He's not a social media guy. He's not. I mean, he can go viral and and it'll be viral for a day. And James Harden is not going to notice unless one of his people decides it's worth bringing up to him. Um, that's how he functions. He doesn't clap back on, you know, he's not Kevin Durant. Uh, on Twitter, going at everybody who's got something to say for him. He's different. Um, I think I would argue, I mean, I know I'm subjective because I'm in the media like you. Yep. I think strategy-wise, it probably has not served him very well to be disconnected like that. Um, but that is his personality. Um, the other aspect of this, and it's funny because I, I almost can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but it is my opinion. Like, I, I can't remember an athlete where – Okay, free trade demands in four years. I almost don't need the context. Like the legacy is going to be what it is, right? Like that's extraordinary behavior that we've not really ever seen from a star player. But then if you unpack all three of them, and I'm always a, a big time sucker for context, like I'm, I, it's a just it's a debate about how he got here in in terms of the the reasoning. And you're in Houston, and you know Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni bounces first. Then goes Daryl Morey. Uh, next thing you know, the walls are coming in on what you built previously. Everybody you did it with is gone. Doesn't mean you couldn't have stuck around, but at the time, I didn't understand why he was ready for a new chapter. You go to Brooklyn, and you've got everything from Kyrie Irving not taking the vaccination to you know drama left and right that had nothing to do with him. I kind of understood it at that time. And the, and the problem with this Philly move is that, you know, I, you could unpack the Sixers thing and say, man, if, if it's true that you got promised a max and then they iced you out, if it's true that all these different things happen, you can kind of see it. He, he's he got to know at this point, I don't think even the most open interview is going to clean any of that up. Like all these trade demands have led to this conclusion from the media and the public that he's he's a malcontent. And that's, you know, that's a narrative that I'm not sure he's going to be able to, to flip. And basketball-wise, I'm I'm not bullish on what they have over there. I don't see them really clicking and contending on an elite level. Um, so I think it 
excuse me, it kind of just is what it is. Sam, great uh, chat uh, with us. And then, of course, with James Harden. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the in-season tournament. Let's uh, let's have more of these talks. Thank you. Sure. Thank you, Rich. You bet. Sam Amick, senior NBA writer of The Athletic. Fun, deep talk right there. I, I love what he's saying. He's just like, uh, on the whole, it's just like, yeah, he's a malcontent. He's always wanting out when uh, they gave so much to get in. But then you dig in deep in the details. It's like, why shouldn't he want to leave Houston after all that happened? Remember, he and, yeah. and Chris Paul weren't even shooting at the same basket in practice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get out. Certainly go to Kyrie and uh, Durant when they want you in Brooklyn. That's your big three. Yep. That's your super team. Absolutely. And then stuff fell apart that he had nothing to do with. Right. Yeah. Get out to Philadelphia. And he goes to Philly, and then if he says he was promised a max contract and he didn't get it, that, that would make me that angry too. Uh, you know, I, yeah. and Chris, you read a book about the net season the, the one year, and you said there was all types yeah, of stuff, all times of weird stuff going weird on, behind stuff the going on. There, so, yeah. look, it's easy. It's easy just to to peg someone as this, that, or the third. But when you do a little digging, you have to ask yourself: If I was in that situation, how would I respond? How would I feel? Let's take a break. When we come back, Susie Schuster, Amy Trask. I'm going to be doing What the Football with them later on. They're coming out to just chit-chat to wrap up this program. Tell you who's on Wednesday's show as well. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002, after a week eight loss to the Cleveland Browns. Here is play to win the game as told by Victor Newman. This is great about sports. This is what's the greatest thing about sports is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game. 
right? You don't play just to play it. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, get your ass out of here, then retire. Because it matters. Well done, that's number one. Next up, on October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green, they are who we thought they oh. were, as, as portrayed by <laughs> Victor Newman. Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. <laughs> but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. All right, last one for I you. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm glad that we got it rolling, because here's the last one. I can feel it. On May 7th, 2002, the famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson, as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden, hit it. I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, okay? Not a game. It's not a game. Not a game, all right? Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. I know it's important. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. I still yeah. want to give him a round of applause, Eric. You're just glad I looked five I years ago. I know, that's it. Still... <laughs> Game time tickets. Go and get the app and put it on your phone right away. Certainly in time for the holidays. Certainly if you're traveling with your family, you want to take your family, take your spouse, take your kids. Take your boyfriend or girlfriend to a game, a music, comedy, a theater event near you, or if you're traveling in that town that you're heading to, because Game Time has everything you need. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. See the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Best part about it, all-in prices shows you up front you know what you're going to get. That great deal before you even check out. And here's something even better. I've got a promo code for you, everybody. It's Rich. $20 off your first purchase. Download the GameTime app. Create the account. Use that promo code. Restrictions apply. V visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code R-I-C-H for $20 off. They want me to spell the name. Like, what is it? R-Y-C-H? You know what I mean? I don't mean to push back. Uh, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I don't know why I needed to deliver the attitude. You know what? It's because maybe the, the co-hosts of What the Football, Susie Schuster you know and Amy what? Trask are here. What's here we up? Go. There is here a, we go. <laughs> there Sorry. is a code. It's WTF I know that's for $20 code. off. So uh -huh. but I don't want... We two have our own code. I know Rich, that. So I'm just letting you all out there know that if you want to use our code as our Christmas oh, Hanukkah gift to you, gracious. it's WTF. And in fact, Amy and I were at dinner last night while you were home doing Monday oh, Night Football. And we oh, were... You're, you're not, you're, you were not eligible to appear at this dinner. No, we had a dinner last night uh, for women in sports, oh. like a really hardcore dinner. At Unless Toscana. you wanted to tootsie yourself up. Right. I don't know if you were, you know. If you wanted to wear like meal. a cute blonde wig, you could yeah, come. But we had a dinner last night for yes. women in sports to yes. kind of get together and start fueling our fires together. Yes. And in the middle of it, we were talking about the U2 uh, at the Sphere in yes. Vegas. And yeah. I said, you know. And Amy looked at me and she said, you know, you can buy tickets using GameTime.com. And, and we Amy did Frask. a live read at the table. Did you really? And we giggled. I giggled. And we giggled. <laughs> I giggled. And we giggled. Yeah, we, we told and everybody we where giggled. they could buy their tickets. Uh -huh. I said, 
I buy the tickets. There's no hassle at mm-hmm. checkout. There's no hidden fees. I know where I'm going to be sitting. Oh, my sitting. gosh. You know what? I, I say to, to the folks at Westwood One all the time, find yourself someone in your life who loves doing a live read more than they that love you. true. And that's the truth. Not who simply loves them. <laughs> she loves but them. But who does them as magnificently Look as she does them. This is Amy Trask. There is no I in Amy or Trask. You're a team player. Look at you. Um, well, you know, speaking Look of the dinner you. that Susie just referenced. Yes. I never hung with the cool kids oh. growing up. You know, I never had a, a seat at the lunch table with the cool kids, you know, in junior yeah. high. And, um, you know, I just never was part of that. You felt that way last crack. night, did you? I was with the cool kids last night. Okay. Last night, I had a seat at the cool kids table. Well, because you guys are. And I have deal. a seat at the cool kids table on what the football coming up. See how I just turned that. I do see. That um, was cute. That, hey, was a good, that was a good transition. Thanks, Suze. I You're appreciate welcome. that. I transitioned just like you do, Reeds. Thank you. Um, So listen, before uh, the end of the show, um, Chris Brockman wants the Patriots to tank. What if somebody had ever told you as a league executive, your team needs to tank to get, uh, did you tank for Jamarcus? (laughs) Wow. No, I mean, seriously. That was a packed question. First of all, athletes don't tank. And there's all this conversation all the time about will a team tank, won't a team, irrespective of what an executive, what a GM, what a team owner may want. And believe me, I worked for a team owner who was never, ever, ever going to harbor anything the like of tanking. Yeah, this, but irrespective of what a GM or an executive wants, players take the field to play yeah. to win. Players don't tank. It's, a, it's not just tank, baby, right? That's ex- Here you exactly go, Susan. Right. Give that over there. Uh, Chris, if, um, we have created a, Chris Brockman has, front has, has created a memorandum. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it reads it reads thusly. Let's just see if this would land in your front office. Um, it, it is to the uh, Patriots, Panthers, and Cardinals it's come to my attention that not everyone is on the same page to make my clear agenda a reality. New England must lose every remaining game, and Carolina must win at least one more, if not two. The Cardinals should keep on chopping wood like they did in Pittsburgh. Your immediate attention and focus on this crucial matter yeah. is an absolute must. Time for everyone to cut the crap. Thank you, Chris Brockman. And there's mm-hmm. the office space meme right there, Suze. Nice. Um, Fantastic. What do you think? Great shirt and tie combo on you. But, yeah. It's very Gary Cole-like, right? Mm. Yeah. Very well written. Umber. Very Umber. well Umber. punctuated. Umber. Okay. Clear, how, effective, how, and players don't tank. How would th- That would land with a resounding thud. But players don't tank. On one they've, Patriot they've, way. Well, no, no one's accusing players of tanking. Front offices clearly tank, though. Oh, I understand you're not accusing them, and please don't think I was suggesting you were. I'm simply saying that irrespective of what the front office may want, irrespective of what a team owner may or may not want, when players take the field, they're going to try to win. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're not good enough, and so by putting them on the field, you, you know Caleb they're not Williams. going to win. You want Caleb Williams. I mean, clearly Zappi's not Mac- as good as Mac Jones. Are you Jones. referring to Zach Wilson, so, so or are you referring him? to Mac Jones? Nicely done. Well, hey, we, know, we know he's. You can hear more about that on What the and, Football. Exactly. What the Football, wherever Keep you find your baby. podcast. Should we send that to the Just craft? listen every single week right here on What the Football. Should we Should we send that to the craft group? Uh, see how it flies? Probably absolutely not. not. Probably not. I also didn't write this. I just want the public to know that. <laughs> you did not. I wonder who did. Also, um, Chris and I were texting during the show, and we both feel very badly for Mac Jones. I uh, know. Did no. you uh, use chat GPT for that? No. Yes, yes, I, yes. No, I did it. Oh. On Sunday night, we're on like one hour of sleep. That's what RES Consulting does for one another. Funny. Check out WTF later on in your podcast listening group.